Hey guys, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. Alongside Mike Evans, I am Mark Schlerth. So good to have you guys with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, uh, download. I don't know what you do with this. Uh, you know, technology uh, baffles me. But um, bottom line is, thank you so much for being a part of the Stinky Truth Podcast. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? You know, I always tell people that we all should be able to go through life, at least for one day, with the almost blissful childlike ignorance that you enjoy. Yeah, man. Right? I'm not I'm not a smart man. So, you know, I just kind of you're just very comfortable in your own skin. Right. Just kind of roll around. And I think that was on display this week. You were in Seattle, and you can give us all the background as to why, but you were in Seattle for a couple yes. days this week, in which you basically just kind of um well, own the place. I don't, well, I don't, you know, I got invited. So let's just say I, you made yourself at home. Okay. Well, I, I like when you're invited as a house guest, right? <laughs> right. You're allowed to kick your feet up on the coffee table. They say make yourself at home. That's right. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I did. So um, I got invited to the Seahawks to practice for a couple of days, and I'm in a, I'm going to call their third preseason game. So I mean, they rolled out the red carpet. They just uh, made it so easy for me with flights and rental cars and the whole nine yards, and I, it put me up at the team hotel, you know, where they're doing training camp at, and it was um, it was incredible. So I got access to, you know, access to practices, access to. I mean, I'm on the I'm on the field like. Like, I'm walking behind the players, you know, like, hey, what's this play? You know, that that type of thing. Got access. They, they did a phenomenal job. Um, and I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a football team. I do believe that Geno Smith, um, that that year last year that he had was not an outlier. Like, he, you can see that he's got command. You can see how well he spins the ball. They have got a legitimate like legitimate football team. There are some deficiencies you would look at, like depth on the defensive line would be a question mark for me. But what they've been able to do, the way they parlayed their picks into guys, had seven rookies last year that contributed. Reek Woolen went to the Pro Bowl cornerback. Both their starting tackles, Cross um, and Lucas, uh, you know, are, are outstanding. Um, Lucas Abraham, I think is his name. Is it Abraham Lucas? <sighs> Two first names. You have a few more weeks to get him down before they always call, call the, the game. Two first names thing. I just and he's from Washington State. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Two first names, Washington State. I got my eye on you. <laughs> Although it is the Pac two now, oh. which is a little bit yeah. like a little bit frightening. <laughs> yeah, but I had full, I <laughs> they have had their own right. issues right now. So I roll in there and I'm like. Kind of hanging around. I went through the walk. I went through the walkthrough. I watched the walkthrough. You know, I'm in the indoor facility. Watched the walkthrough. It's it's you know the pace is great. It's it's moving around, and so then I'm like, huh. Well, what am I going to do now? There's you know time and oh, so they take me up to the cafeteria for lunch where all the players and the coaches eat. Right, it's that sanctuary area. They invite me in there to be part of their sanctuary. So I'm housing food. It's del- I mean the food is delicious. It's great. And so then I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? I'm like, I wonder if I can get a lift in because I brought sweat. So I'm like, yeah, Mondays I lift. Well, that's what I do. So, uh, you know, speaking of childlike simplicity, I'm like, Mondays I lift. Where am I going to well, there. I'm going down the weight room. So I rolled down the weight room. Their strength coach, Ivan Lewis, is an Idaho guy, a vandal. So I'm like, hey, vandals, woo! Hey, can I get a lift? Yeah, come on in. Our place is your place. So I'm in there lifting, and I am just, I am ridiculously yoked. You're, you're, 
Full show pony mode. Total show pony mode. And I am going to full body working on squats, trap bar, deadlifts, extensions, hammy curls. <laughs> then I'm getting into the, the bench and I'm just going to time. I'm doing a, I've got a, like a, a circuit, a bench, arms, pull downs, bench, arms, pull downs. And I'm just like the weight that I'm using, I think. I had a couple guys that were in there that were players that left because they were embarrassed. Intimidated. Intimidated. So then Pete Carroll walks in. Offensive linemen were probably in there going, who's this guy that they that we just, just signed? signed? Who's this old man we just signed yeah. that's better than me? <laughs> so, I, uh, so I'm in there, and, and Pete Carroll comes in, and so we kind of make eye contact, and I go, hey, Pete. And he goes, Mark, he goes, what are you doing in here? <laughs> I'm getting a lift in. Mondays I lift. Right. Did I did I not make that painfully obvious to you <laughs> yes. guys? Money's yes. I live. Yes, this is my house. Yeah. So he's like he was. He goes, "You're freaking huge." <laughs> and so yeah, we had a nice conversation. Um, a nice conversation between sets. Um, no, no, I actually took 15 minutes off to talk oh, to Pete. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it was they couldn't have been any nicer. And I, I'm telling you what, Mike, that's going to be a waiver wire team. Come the end of this, like uh, end of preseason, where you would be a fool not to look at who they have to cut because they've got some starting players that they're going to have to cut that aren't going to make their team that will make other people's teams. So that roster, what they've been able to do, John Schneider. So last year, seven guys, both starting tackles, rookies last year, uh, starting cornerback, rookie last year, starting slot guy, rookie last year. Like it's and. They're, they're all they're like all starting like they had starting running back last year that ran for a thousand plus yards a thousand fifty yards in Kenneth Walker the only other running back ever to make a thousand yard rushing season in his debut as a rookie is Kurt Warner not the not that Kurt Warner the that Kurt Warner Kurt with a C right right so anyhow they did a phenomenal job of bolstering their roster um, and now this year. It looks like they've got another, thanks to the Broncos. Uh, you guys are welcome. Seattle, you're welcome. You fleeced us. You told us a lie. Uh, you know, you sold us a, a bill of goods. And uh, you you owe us all a, a handwritten apology is the, to the Broncos. Bron- 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 dear Broncos country, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> We're sorry. Sorry. But, Seahawks. But we got you. Yeah, we got you. So, anyhow... Um, what is it you because you what's the secret sauce there because you oh, you were around a program yeah. let's face it a program that has been one of the most successful and consistent in the entire NFL so what's the secret the secret is honestly Mike and I, I'm I travel now this was training camps so it's a little bit different but I travel around um I travel around the league every every Friday I'm in somebody's facility right I'm watching the way things get done the energy and the tempo, the culture that Pete Carroll has created is real. 71 years old, I don't know if there's anybody that runs around more than him, that's more excited than him, that ha- that creates an atmosphere of energy better than he does with that football team. And, and it's real. You know, I was probably a critic, like I think most people were critics, when he came from USC sure. thinking, oh, come on, these coaches. You know, the collegiate coaches get into the NFL. Although he had been in the NFL NFL. And he had some success when he was with New England. Um, But what he has established, and it's, you know, he's a pretty simple dude. Like, from the standpoint of, we need to run the ball. 
we need to take pressure off our quarterback, right? We can't have him on the high dive the entirety of the game. So we've, we've got to take pressure off of him. We've got to run the ball. We've got to out-physical people. And we've got to play, you know, good run defense. And, like, it's it's a pretty simple formula that he adheres to um, and his players buy into. The level of competition and the level of competition and energy. So I was there on, on Monday and Tuesday. Um, Monday was a competition Wednesday. It was like mm-hmm. what they would do in a regular season, competition Wednesday. And they went to town, you know, Team versus team, ones versus two, and all that kind of stuff, right? And um, ones versus ones in, in certain drills. I mean, it was it was it was big time. And they have actually, I've never seen this anywhere. They actually have a guy, um, Andy, uh, is it Andy Andy Doyle? Yeah, Dooley, Andy Dooley. I think it's Andy Dooley. Yeah, sorry, Andy, Andy Dooley. Um, great, great guy, great guy. Uh, he he basically moderates practice. So they're like, hey, it's third down drill, you know, third down, ones versus ones. This Here is for we the go. whole crowd there. He's on yeah, like so a there's microphone. A big, there's yeah. a big crowd. He's got a microphone. You yeah. know, the music is playing. Third down and four. Here we go. And, you know, and the, it's a completion, completion, the offense, first down. That's one point for the offense. Let's tally it up. Right. And, and you see, like, the defense flying around making hits and guys getting excited. We just got a point, you know, that, that it's real. And, you know, I walked away from that thinking to myself, at the end of the day, you just put two hours of work in that felt like you were out there for 25 minutes. Mm. Like you're flying around, you're hitting each other, there's tension, there's, you know, but it was unbelievably good work, like real work that felt like it flew by. Like at the end of the day, you don't even know that you practiced hard. Right. That type of thing. And that's the atmosphere, you know, he's, He's created, and then he comes up to me on Tuesday, right? I'm back, back out there standing on the field. And he goes, hey, 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 sick, sick. What you think? What you think? Huh? Competition Wednesday. What you think? Yeah, he was all excited about it, right? Because it was it was intense. It was a great practice. And I'm telling you, they got they have got their back end, maybe the back end of their defense, maybe the best back end in football. Like, they are so talented. So you made your way back from Seattle back here to Denver, mm-hmm. where Sean Payton, once again, Making some national get, by news. By the way, I did get busted by a Karen coming back <sighs> Tuesday night. You met a Karen? And lived to tell about it. You mean they're real? I thought they were just like TikTok wow. inventions. Wow. You, oh, do tell. Wow. So, you know, I mean, I, I travel so much that I've got all this, you know, elite level status. That and five bucks gets you a latte at Starbucks. So, but you do get to get in the front of some lines and things of that yeah. nature, right? So I roll through this line and they, they take me through, you know, the security and they go just funnel into to this to this line. Now, you know, as well as anybody, man, um, you know, I talk a good game like on TV and radio, but I am I'm very I'm 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 very courteous. You're a teddy bear. Yeah. So I roll into this line and, and it funnels me right into the line and, and the line's about, you know, it's there, but it's still four or five deep. So I kind of wait until this family that I got in the line about the same time. I kind of wait. I let them go first. And so this one line kind of breaks into two lines, right, for the to get through the the you know the, the little x-ray machine and stuff so i kind of wait i wait they pick their line i'm, I'm waiting for them they pick, and then i pick the other line so i'm in a little shorter line and all of a sudden i just hear sir sir and i'm like i didn't even know like i was like looking around like who's getting yelled at it was me i was getting yelled at 
She goes, there's a line here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I realize I've, I've been in it. I've just came from here and they funneled, they asked me, the security guy took me here and funneled me into this line. You just can't cut the, I, what would you like me to do, man? Go to the back of the line. You know, like that. And I'm like, so I let her go in front of me. She's just fuming, right? <laughs> I get right behind her. I'm like, all right, you can be in front of me. You know, as long as you get in first, yeah. then we're going to be okay. Yeah. But Because your time is clearly more valuable. Right, right. right. But yeah. now, granted, all these, like all these, I know what's going on in Seattle right now. All these cruise ships, you know, dock in Seattle, right? And so all these people that just went on the Alaska cruise and all these right. cruises, right? They dock there and now they're going back to school wherever they live, right? So, you know, th there's just a lot of, just the airport was... So that gives you the right to be rude and inconsiderate to well, people, Well, she huh? probably waited a long time in line and I didn't. Um, Boo-hoo. Yeah, because I fly a lot. But I, by no means did I, you know, like cut the line no. or was I rude or anything of that nature. So anyhow, she gets through security. I get through security. You know, she's still grabbing her bags and tossing things around. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, whatever. what You know, whatever. So anyway, I get through. I, I grab my bag and no less than three people tap me on the show and go, you handled that exceptionally well. Like that was really well done. Good on, like good on you. And I'm like, hey, listen, I wasn't trying to be. They go, no, we saw you. You like, we came here. You were already standing there. We were in line after you got there. You were waiting, like it. But dude, she went. She went. Wow. So real life, Karen. I'm in even. I, I've always respected you, but right. now I'm in awe of you. Yeah, you had was, a real life Karen yes. experience. I wish it would encounter been on the video. and live to tell about. If it. anybody got the video of of yeah Karen and I, please by all means <laughs> release it. Yes, all release right. the. So then you come back to Denver after your encounter and mm -hmm. survival of a uh -huh. of a Karen, and you come back where Sean Payton has once again made some national news by uh, saying what he doesn't want his players to do during the first preseason game. There'll be no. Tom Foolery. There'll yes. be no shenanigans. No uh, you will not. You will not take your shoulder pads off. Right. You will not wear sunglasses. Uh, you will not wear a Gilligan bucket hat. Mm -hmm. You will not do in-game interviews. Right. Some people have said that. Hey, come on, Sean. This is this is an NFL team. These are right. the pros. This isn't college. Why yeah. are you acting so collegially? Uh, others, like yourself, think that maybe this is this is a good thing. I do. I mean, I. I Hey, listen. They haven't earned. They haven't earned anything. They they've been awful for the last seven years. Um, this is this was a, a, you know this was a crown jewel as far as a franchise is concerned in the NFL, and uh, they become irrelevant. And I've said this many many times. I think with bad teams, you you become complacent. You become okay with average. You 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 know you find just enough. You do just enough work to get by. And Sean is trying to eliminate that culture of what do I have to do to get a C? How do I pass this class? And I personally agree. Now, I, I don't know how much of that is muzzling your quarterback, who every time, you know, has spoken over the years, just says something that's more cringeworthy than the next thing he says, right? I don't know how much of that is – Russell, you haven't played well, and I'm going to make sure it starts with you, but it funnels down to everybody else, that that I'm not going to let you do the in-game interview. I'm not going to let – and, you know, and ultimately I, I agree with all those things. Yeah, I don't think this was Russell, though, directed. Because you've always said 
that you've talked to people in New Orleans oh, after sure, Peyton sure. left yeah. and that the fear went out of the building. I think this is just him instilling some of that fear yeah. into the whole building, I not just Russ. I don't think there's any question. Like, it, like right now, Cortland Sutton, who looked like he was going to, you know, going to jump on the scene as one of the top receivers in football in 2019. Then he tore his ACL early in 2020, and he has been basically in the witness relocation program since. Um, all of a sudden, he's having a great camp. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's having a great camp and he has a connection with Russ and that he's playing really well right now. I don't think it's a coincidence that all those things are happening after he was trade bait all offseason and early into the into the preseason. I think all that stuff is, I think that's a, a wake-up call. And I think those things are intentional by Sean. Like, hey, man, I'll, I'll trade you in a heartbeat. Get somebody here in here who can do the job. And I think those things are those triggers for players to go all of a sudden, you're like, oh, gosh, I, I am tradable. Even though I signed a big contract, they do want to get rid of me. Like I, I think that's an important, that kind of fear walking on eggshells, making yeah. sure we take care of of our responsibilities. I think that's exactly what he's doing. And I this is a team that needs that type of tough love, that tough enforcement to get them back to understanding, you know, that they are a public trust and they owe it to the NFL and the Broncos country to be worth a crap. Speaking of tough love, yeah. Eric Bieniemy bringing his own form of, bit of tough love yeah. from Kansas City to Washington as the offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Ron Rivera came out this week and said maybe his intensity has caught some people off guard. Right. And Rivera sharing that he's had players come up to him and say, hey, could you get EB to maybe dial it back a little bit. Rivera walked those comments back. You've got Washington week one. Yeah. Excited, get man. Yourself just a, an, get another, yourself a storyline. Right, just another storyline. And, you know, and I think anybody who knows anything about the NFL that follows this league knows that that's how enemy coaches. Like, he is, you know, he's vitriolic, acerbic, gets in your face, will cuss you out. It, he's, he's coaches old school. Mm -hmm. Um and that's how we were all coached, like, when I was coming up. Like, it, like I wouldn't have known. Like, I wouldn't have known what to do if somebody coached me with kindness, right? Like, it, like it just was foreign. It's not the way it worked. And the enemy is that way. And I think this is a day and age in this league where guys aren't used to being held accountable and guys aren't used to getting cussed out and guys aren't used to that kind of, like, kind of in-your-face type of coaching. And, you know, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Uh, like, I, I think it's great. And I think there's a lot of guys that need to hear it. Um, I think that we live in a generation where everything is so soft and supple and we got to be kind and da-da-da-da-da. And I think there's a little bit of room for Eric Bienemies of the world to get after some people. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to have to probably manage that a little bit better than, than he probably has to this point. But... Um, but is that almost like a direct cause and effect to you that if you see that there were some players in Washington complaining about the enemy's style as being maybe a little bit too tough, is that almost like, okay, now I know why you guys have been down for so long. Yeah. You know, yeah. that there's a direct, that if you find this kind of stuff, you know, th that you think is too much, well, then maybe that explains why you guys yeah. are just irrelevant. I just, yeah, I, I laugh. Because it, it is a kinder, gentler world, and, and you know, whatever. I I don't agree with it. I think there needs to be some bullying. Um, bullying? Well, you, know, you mean discipline. I don't want to get you canceled. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mark meant to say 
he he'd like to see more discipline in the world. But the good, not bullying. He no, didn't the, mean that. The good kind of bullying. <laughs> oh, okay. The good the kind of bullying that that calls you out for being the turd that you are and helps you, you know, helps you rectify honesty. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like like some good constructive hard, criticism. Yeah, some good hardcore. Man, I am doing my best to just. Right. Smooth yeah, this not, over. I'm not talking about bullying and ma- yeah, I'm in not. the classic sense. Yeah, I'm just talking about the good kind of bullying. Good, good. Like, and that, I'm here for you. Thank you, <laughs> right. thank you. But I, I think like I laugh because I'm like, there. None of these players could handle the the like. My coach in Denver, Coach mm-hmm. Alex Gibbs, was legendary, and. That dude would just go off on you. I think if you have the right kind of players, then you can coach people tough. I think I think the people yeah. that the players, the athletes that are made of the right stuff, actually welcome that kind of yeah I, I, hard coaching. And I think there's I think there's some where you you're coaching really hard, but there is that mutual respect for each other to where it's like your buddies. You know you. You break balls with your buddies. You just bust balls because it's a sign of, hey, man, I care about you. I love you, but I'm not going to let you get away with doing something that stupid, right? So you're going to hear about it. So that's, I think that's part of, I think that's part of, well, as a matter of fact, like in Seattle, Dave Wyman, my former teammate here, former Seattle Seahawk, Dave does, he's done their radio, their, their games, you know, on radio for 20 years. So he's got essentially no access, and he's doing his radio show from there. And I, I took it upon myself to just absolutely <laughs> eviscerate him every and in in public shame. So like he's like, hey man, I'm coming over to do a radio segment. He goes, hey, let me run into the media room and get some waters. I go, oh, media room? I'll just go in the weight room right here. Oh, you're not allowed, you know, like stuff like that, right? So he comes in. I'm in the. Uh, their, their little media center, they got some crappy little food in there, right? They, they laid out some crappy media food, which the guys are like, this is garbage. Let me have another plate. You know, the media, typical media guys, right? They're getting their second plate of yeah. this garbage. Hey, what is this meat? Mystery meat? Hey. Oh, it's awful. I'll hey, have one more plate. If it's free, it's for me. Right. Okay. So Dave is dishing up a plate, and I go, hey, Wyman. I go, what are you doing? So I'm getting something to eat. He go, you should go upstairs to the player's lounge where I ate. It's delicious up there. You know? You're and such he, a dick. He's like, up yours. And the whole media room snickers. Like, hee, 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 So, yeah. But this really, what really got him, what really got him is he's got to fly commercial because there's not enough space on the plane, you know, when they fly out to their preseason game. And so, full well knowing that Dave has got to, you know, has got to go commercial. He goes, how are you getting to the game? And I go, oh, the flights were just a nightmare because I'm up in Alaska. When they asked me, and I had plans already up in Alaska to celebrate my dad's 84th birthday, blah, blah, blah. So I'm flying to Seattle from Alaska, and then I'm just jumping on the team charter. And he, you just see it. I go, As a matter of fact, I just got an email. I said, I just got an email on what meal I wanted. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so let me just tell you my philosophy on life, guys. I am a really really gracious loser i'm a dick when it comes to winning now i'm not really flying on the team charter but i knew that would really get under dave's skin so yeah it was a great it was a great but when you do fly commercial how are you flying oh they are flying me first class i'm I'm first class from alaska to chicago chicago to green bay Uh uh-huh and then back to denver yes Uh Uh uh-huh yes so Suck on that, Dave Wyman. <laughs> <laughs> Up your save. <laughs>
Fat Eric Bieniemy leaving Kansas City, leaving Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes voted the number one football player mm, by his peers yeah. in the NFL Network's top 100 player list. Uh huh. That that chaps you. I know that chaps you. Listen, Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn, and I consistently give him, you know, props for how good he is as a football player. There just is no question. The guy's an absolute freak show. Um. But see, I I categorize it differently. I understand the importance of the quarterback position. And uh do you, know, you do yes, you really? I, I do. I do. It's hey if if hey you know, if we're if we're running a post with an over route, if the safety plays the over route, throw it to the post. If he plays the post, throw it to the over. Like throw it where they're not. It's not that hard, right? It, it really isn't. It's not that hard. It's not. It's uh-huh. not that hard. Uh-huh. But what is hard? Playing O line. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I'll, here's the thing. I, I will tell you though is like I take the quarterbacks out of the top 100. They don't play football. They play quarterback. It's just. It's just different. It's just different. So, like, I, I understand how hard the job is. Air quotes. I understand how the you know. Um, but come on, like. The guys like Trent Williams and Aaron Donald and the those dudes are the best football players. Micah Parsons. Come on. That dude could lead the league in sacks if he's a rush end, play middle linebacker. Hell, if you wanted to go out and play your nickel, like he could do that, be the nickel guy and cover it. Like the guy is a freak show. Freak show. Those are the best football players in football. They with the guys who play real football. Those are the guys. So the best player in football right now is oh gosh, because um, for many I years think it, you I think it's still probably you say, Aaron Donald. Okay. Yeah, uh, T.J. Watt would would like I if I I put them all together like Bosa would be up there, T.J. Watt would be up there, and Donald would be up there, Trent Williams would be up there. You know, I would I would put uh, um, oh who uh, oh god why why am I skipping on the name uh, right tackle for. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, um, why am I why am I blanking? Uh, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, Lane Johnson would be up there. He like he's a great football player. Like I said, Michael Parsons would be in there, but not quarterbacks. They're, they're, no, the quarterbacks don't get in my top ten. Like they they have their own little category. They're a little fun, but woo, we're quarterbacks. Woohoo! You know they have their own like they've got their own pool. Like they get into the you know into the. Like there's like there's the 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 public pool where we all swim in, uh-huh. swim in, and then there's the private pool. You know, it's clean. Yeah. It's and they're serving drinks. <laughs> Quarterbacks go to the private pool. Yeah. We're playing five hundred in the in the public pool, right? We're jumping off the high dive, making you know <laughs> splashes and stuff. The quarterbacks are sipping drinks with with umbrellas in them. They're umbrella drink guys. This is a week where we'll see the preseason games kick off and. You've, you've had a, a wildly successful NFL career and post-career, but are weeks like these where you can kind of think back to when you were a rookie and what kind of feelings What kind of feelings are a lot of these players feeling as they get ready to go play in these preseason games? You, you tell the story that your parents came out for your first ever game because they thought this may be the only time they get to see you play in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, my parents actually flew to... Canton, Ohio, to watch me play in the Hall of Fame game because mm-hmm. they thought that it would be the only game I played in the NFL. 
That's that was their thought process. Well, like, you were a long shot. Yeah, let's go. Like see, a lot of these kids, right? Let's go see him. Um, and there was there was those moments where you'd have a really good practice, and you know, you call home. I'd call my my wife and say, "Hey, man, I think I'm going to make this team." And then there's the next day you get your ass kicked, and you're like, "There's no way I'm making this team. They're going to cut me." You know, and you're going through these emotions up and down, up and down. Um, and so it's it's hard. And it does. You know, I always say that from a preseason standpoint, from a team standpoint, you know, scores and all that kind of stuff, um, they don't count, but they do matter. Like, these games matter. And they really matter for a kid like me trying to make a football team, right? Trying to see if I could live out my childhood dream. So, yeah, it's these things, the storylines behind them, what the teams do, um, how you play. And it does. How you set a tone. Like, well, I went into every preseason game that I played in and the whole thought process, um, this is from Washington on through Denver, the whole thought process was, um, like, as an offense, we want to throttle you. Mm-hmm. If it's one drive, if it's two drives, it's it's touchdown drives, it's scoring drives, put it together, put five, six, ten plays together, punch it in the end zone, and let you know if we happen to face off during the regular season or during the playoffs, we're going to kick your ass. And so there was this there was this mentality to it, not just getting through it, you know, not just going through the motions, but establishing your dominance. Like you know how a dog comes up and pees on the on the fire hydrant, and lets you know that's my fire hydrant, marking that territory. Yeah, you got to mark your territory, and there was always a, an urgency during on the teams that I played on, an urgency to make sure that you marked your territory. I just think that, you know, it's it's a time maybe to remember that we, we think of the NFL, we think of all the, the glitz and glamour, it's the NFL, mm-hmm. but you've got, you know, you've got probably over 600 guys, you know, really when you think about it around this entire league, their dreams, their football playing days, their careers right. could end yeah. here in the next couple of weeks, and that's on their mind sure. as they get ready to go out and play in these preseason right. games that a lot of us look at as being shockingly irrelevant. But for a lot of these guys, this is everything. Yeah. And, and they're that, getting ready to play in these and games. That's why I always said, you know, going into the thing for me was if if I didn't make it, it wasn't going to be a lack of effort or a lack of study or a lack of preparation or a lack of putting myself in a position, all those things. because it, it was going to be because I wasn't good. And I, I think I can live with not being good enough. Mm-hmm. But I never, like, one thing I can say about my career, and this sounds like me patting myself on the back, but I can honestly say this about my career. There is nothing more I could have done. Mm. So when it was over, and it's one of the reasons the transition was easy for me, when it was over, there was zero, and I mean zero regrets. I never missed a meeting. I was never late to anything. I never missed a workout. I, 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 I never didn't prepare I was always on top of things, like, oh, everything that I could have done. I wish I would have been injured less, yeah, but I played injured, I played hurt, I played that way. There was like at the end of the day when my body just said no more, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. I was like, all right, it was a good run. Yeah. And it never, it never one time looked back. Well, good luck to all the long shots out there. Yes, you know, absolutely. Make, make the most, I'm rooting for you Make guys. the most of those that opportunity yeah. and – Go give them hell. I'm rooting for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, for everybody involved in the Sink Truth Podcast, we thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, thanks for listening, downloading, uh, liking, sharing, uh, whatever it is you do. Keep doing it. Um, 
We appreciate you guys. We'll be back with you uh, next week.